The Tarverian Podcast is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Please check out more of our shows at www.probablywork.com. Too young for this trek. The final frontier. These are the voyages of... MC. Troy. And Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. Turn of the Dragon in season two of the Tarverian podcast, where Bill has now gone solo to take on the epic fantasy series of the Wheel of Time. This season is dedicated to the Great Hunt. And join us on the mystical adventure following the hunt for the Horn of the Lair. In this season, the Tavirin Podcast. Hello, yes, dear wonderful listeners, and welcome back to the Tavirin, a Wheel of Time based podcast. Probably the 15th best Wheel of Time podcast that you're listening to currently. <laughs> yes, I am your host, Bill, and as I pre mentioned i am currently your final host for the evening yes so rob and rich and no more i buried them in a ditch they've gone the way of tom merrin it's um, <laughs> not a spoilers uh but you know that's what happens when you attack murder you know you're gonna end up dead in the ditch in some dirt water town next to a bridge oh tom you poor poor fellow but yes welcome back people to the Wheel of Time and to the Tarviran, and we are back with the books today. Yep, I'm going to be continuing with the Wheel of Time series, but for now, we are just talking about the books. But what's been going on in the world? Well, not much, you know. <laughs> um, I believe on the 15th of November or something, a lot of people were going to be going to see a preview or like a fan showing of the first episode of the wheel of time now i know that seems like a really cool thing but unless they're going to do like every single episode like uh with a an early screening for special fans each week you're then gonna have to wait just even longer for episode two so <laughs> jokes on you people <laughs> uh, oh yeah i really wish i was going to the uk premium with neighbors i can't believe you didn't invite me man like me and neighbors we're like, we're like blood, man. We're so close, but yeah, for some reason he didn't want to invite me. You know, I, I, I think he doesn't want to go back to what happened between us—that special moment that we shared many, many moons ago. 
<laughs> now, everybody, you'll be thankful to know that this is the moment where we normally do iTunes reviews. <laughs> oh, uh, release the bills. Oh, no, wait, hang on. I promised I wouldn't do that anymore. Damn it. Oh, yeah, we don't we do not do Billzig anymore. But I will ask you all to please, if you do like <laughs> the random billness that is coming your way in the future, then please do leave an iTunes review. Uh, or whatever it's called now, Apple Podcasts or Podcast Connect or whatever it is, wherever you happen to listen to your podcasting and wherever you can leave review, you can actually listen to this show on Audible and you can leave a review. That's really cool. So, yeah, you know, anywhere you can leave a review, please do so because it really helps us introduce more people to the madness of me. <laughs> I am the tainted source of the one power um <laughs> uh, i'm sure i'm sure i'll find some way to go with that and it may may even end up being entertaining but you know probably not <laughs> um but yeah i mean i don't really know what else to say you know we don't really have much news because yeah i don't I'm freaking useless at keeping up with the news maybe we can find a good wheel of time podcast i can rip off for news sort of things but um yeah you know i guess that's it really Okay, so yeah, here's a word from our sponsors. Probably some nonsense about Ghostbusters. Are you troubled by strange voices in your ears? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement, attic, or car? Have you or your family actually listened to a spooky podcast? If the answer is yes, don't wait another minute. Just pick up the phone and listen to the professionals. Ghostcasters! Our courteous and efficient submitters are on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural podcast listening needs as we count down to the latest release of the Ghostbuster series, Ghostbusters Afterlife, in theaters November 11th, 2021. Just go to the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network and upload your mobile PKE readings and audio recordings. After all, we're Ghostcasters. We're, we're ready, ready to, to believe, believe in you. you. Podcasters Assemble is a production of the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this, shall we? Now, just a quick note, I've done a little tweak to my audio settings. So this may sound a little bit different. Hopefully it sounds the same. <laughs> Who knows? But yes, we are into chapter 16 of The Great Hunt in the Mirror of Darkness. We just got an image of a dragon's fan at the start of the chapter. So Rand, Loyal and Hurin, our good old trio, have been uh, travelling through this really strange wastelandy type place? Something? And um, yes, uh, Loyal as usual is polishing his wood. <clears throat> and um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, he notices the, uh, the mark on Rand's hand, but only sees it as an injury. He doesn't quite see the herons yet. Which is uh, which is important. So and yeah, and Rand does not welcome Loyal's concern over the injury. Oh no, he does not. He he's trying to hide it. He's like, don't worry about it. I'm right. I'll I'll put my own slave on it. Yeah, in you know, it's like a jellyfish. I'll wheel my hand later. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but yes, uh, while they're traveling along the uh, this strange weird land, where if you look at it too direct on it, makes you feel a bit sick because it kind of looks like it's all flowing towards you. Uh, they see in a distance a tapering column, as they describe it, and <clears throat> uh, Hurin and uh, Loyal suspect it may be Arthur Hawkwind's spire. Uh, 
which is weird because it was actually torn down many years ago. They think they can see it. You know, but at this point, who knows what the hell's going on in this weird place where they are. But as they ride closer, um, <clears throat> they see a bird is visible on the spire, which is believed, or Rand sort of jumps to the conclusion, hey, yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that, that, that's going to be Halfwind's hawk. Yes, yes, yes. And then as they get closer and closer, Rand speeds off in his haste and is like, yeah, balls out. Let's get to the column quickly, lads. We'll be able to get home if we get there. And uh, Hurin's all behind it and, you know, good old loyals standing in the background. Rand, Rand, slow down, your dick. That's not fucking awful. What a hawk. It's actually a bloody raven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, loyal from now on is Alan Partridge. <laughs> For those people who know who Alan Partridge is. <laughs> oh, yes. Back of the net. Goal. Um, <laughs> oh, that's going to that's gonna ruin all the books for me now. <laughs> Alan Partridge is loyal. Uh, I, I really shouldn't be a podcaster. Anyway, um, <laughs> loyal explains that he believes that the world they're in is just a shadow of the real world. And this world is, in fact, he thinks, a world where the Trollocs might have won this battle. So, so instead of Arthur Hawkins Tower, there was a tower put up for the Trollocs. And then they're like, where the fuck are all the Trollocs? <laughs> well, they probably ate each other. They like killing things. They probably got down to the last two Trollocs and they killed each other and then the last one starved to death. Bastards. Bastard Trollocs. Bastards a lot. Uh, but yeah, no idea. No idea what's going on. Um, but yeah, just a disgusting column celebrating the Trollocs' victories over Mr. Hawking. Yes. But there is very little time set aside to think about what he, what this is going on, as Hurin thinks he spots a woman. So, shit, there's a bird in the trees. Like, what bird? No, 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 a woman, you know? <laughs> I assume. <laughs> should mean he's not very, um, me too. <laughs> but yeah, there's a woman over there by this tree. I, I, I must be seeing things. Again, the woman seeing things. They were seeing things on the way to the Trollocs earlier on when they had the, when they before they got whisked away to this party i believe not hurin uh i think it was the other guy uh, in, in ingtar was it kept thinking he was seeing a woman like standing in doorways and stuff and everyone was taking the mick so hmm, you know mysterious woman appearing and then this you know rand he's kind of sitting and he's thinking this is kind of reminding him of the ways and he warns his party you know guys guys now we've got to be careful man this this place is a little bit dangerous we don't know what's going on here, despite the fact uh, there haven't there hasn't been any danger so far, but definitely could be some coming. Then suddenly, off in the distance, ah! No, I assume, I assume that's how it sounds. I'm very, I'm, I'm, you can tell I'm a very talented voice actor here. But there's a scream heard in the distance, and although uh, it comes from a different direction from where the woman was last seen, Rand immediately is just like, "Yes, mate, time to be a hero!" On his horse. Him and Red, or whatever it's called, and boom, he starts flying off into the distance. Loyal going, going, Rand, you impestuous bastard. Slow down. You don't know what it is. You're going to get yourself in danger, you dick. <laughs> I, I really like that voice for Loyal, actually. <laughs> it's growing on me a bit. <laughs> kind of like Alan Partridge-like-esque, but not quite there. <laughs> but yeah, he just Rand's just like, no, nah, I'm going to go see what's happening. And he finds a woman who's been cornered by a creature. And this creature is really weird. It's got these like really tiny eyes on its head, and I think he has to kill it by shooting an arrow through the center eye. I think there was three eyes. It may only be one eye, maybe like cycloptic, 
Cycloptic? Is that a good word? Is that a real word? That's the real question. Send, 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 me, send me a message on Twitter, at Metunica, M-E-T-U-N-N-I-C-A, if cycloptic is a real word. Or if I've just made up a great word for describing something that's cyclop-esque. <laughs> I feel like a slight word. Anyway, this, this creature turns out to be a grolm. Grolm? G-R-O-L-M. Grolm. I'm going to say grolm for that one. Uh, so he tries to kill it first of all by shooting an arrow which goes deep into its hide but it doesn't slow it down and it only pisses it off even more like, oh fuck me I was a pissed off grown and I'm even more pissed off now uh, and then the uh, the woman is urging him and she says you've got to shoot an arrow in its eye to kill it and it's really weird because like you know there's this screaming woman cornered by this beast that's now really pissed off because it's got an arrow sticking out of its ass and um just very calmly, Rand hears her speaking to him. Just like, you got to shoot it in the eye. It's just like, all right, love. Fine. Rand grabs the void. Boom. Arrow. Gone. Creature. Dead. Straight in its eye. <laughs> what a shot, Rand. What a shot. You, know, you always think in this book, Rand, you know, Matt's supposed to be the one who's pretty, pretty shit hot with his bow and arrow. But <clears throat> Rand in the void, you know, he can hit anything. Absolutely. Balls out, man. Balls out. Good shot. Good shot. And the woman's like, hey, good shot, mate. Good shot. Killed it. So the woman winds over. She, you know, she gets on a horse and she rides over to meet Rand. And the first thing Rand's noticed is like, oh, mate. She's, she's, she's tasty. She is. <laughs> this is like an extremely beautiful woman. And again, as with everyone else, because he's wearing a gold leaf t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt. That'd be funny. He's wearing a golden leaf shirt or whatever it is, and she mistakes him for a lord. And um, she, she describes Hurin uh, and uh, Loyal as, as his retainers. And uh, due to her beauty, you know, Rand, he's a teenage boy. He starts stuttering and spluttering and all over himself, and he's like, a man who who will not die to save a woman is no man. It's just like, oh, that sounds vaguely Shinaran. That should work. <laughs> And she introduces herself as um, Celine from Carrien. Uh, so remember that name, people. Celine from Carrien. And uh, yeah, Loyal's reaction is great as he rides over to her. She's like, "My God, I've never seen such beauty on a woman." <laughs> and Francis is like, "Shut up, man! You're cramping my style, Mister Partridge over here, Loyal Partridge. Um, hit back off, man. She's mine." <laughs> he's like oh sorry I forgot myself so he's suddenly gone Sean Connery on me where was I back in the neck go oh sorry Rand I forgot myself <laughs> that's better that's better that's better loyal yeah I prefer, I, I prefer the Alan Partridge over the Sean Connery what do you guys reckon let me know let me know do you want Sean Sean Connery loyal or Partridge loyal I, I'm all about the Partridge I'm not much about the Sean Connery I'm not much about accents either to be honest with you they probably both sound exactly the same to you guys Anyway, back to the uh, scheduled programming. Um, yes, so she, uh, Celine, knows a great deal about this strange world. Uh, she says she entered it like Rand and Huyo and Loyndridge. She says she just fell asleep by this big great stone when she woke up. She was here, you know. Lightly excuse, Celine. Lightly excuse. Uh, you're suspicious. Uh, so she go. So she agrees to follow uh, Rand and the guys, um, and explains. Uh, uh, yeah, and Rain, uh, Rand explains that they are after Dark Friends, and then Hurin drops in the fact that they're after the Horn of Belair, just spurts it out, you know, like, coming out of his mouth. Like, hey, we're after the Horn of Belair, lady! Wanna come with me? I'm gonna blow my horn! <laughs> Do you wanna blow? 
Uh, no, anyway. Uh, moving on swiftly. And she's like, ooh, the Royal Horn of Valair. She's like, ooh, Rand, you should you should go after that. You should, you should like, um, blow the horn. Hmm, hmm, hmm. But anyway, she, she she decides to go along with them, and she seems to know a lot about this strange, strange place. Um, and she also starts, she notices Rand's uh, hand wound, and she starts rubbing it and soothing it. Uh, and she starts, you know, rubbing his hair and mark injury that he's got on his hand. Uh, and they talk about the power. And she says that some men choose to seek greatness, while others are forced to it. And she asks Rand which one he will be. Um, since if he gets the horn and sounds it, it will give him great power. And Rand's just like, I just don't want it. I don't want to have all this power and responsibility. And it just, you're really reminding me of Moraine. So he says, Celine, are you a Sedai? She's like, bah, no, I'm not offended, but I'm no a Sedai. So after this, Celine decides to uh, uh, ride with Loyal, and Rand is left alone. And he kind of wonders how they've managed to travel so far. You know, they've gone a hundred leagues in more than three days. Uh, I think I missed this at one point. Uh, so yeah, when they were talking about the spire, they're just like, "Oh man, uh, that's supposed to be like three days away or something." And then Loyal's the one who's like, "Well, it seems like time doesn't stretch correctly here, so we must have got there quicker." And he says, "You see that mountain over there in the distance?" And I think that's supposed to be King Slayer's dagger. <clears throat> and he's just like, "That's supposed to be day like weeks away, but we're." <clears throat> it looks like we're only a day's walk from here. So it seems like this world is like very compressed in a way. And Rand's kind of contemplating that himself. You know, it seems like we've gone more than 100 leagues in less than three days. Now, if anyone knows what 100 leagues is, uh, good for you. Yeah, because I don't, you know, I know I know miles and, and vaguely kilometres. <laughs> but yeah, leagues, who the fuck's major stuff in leagues? That's, that's what horse racing's done by, I think. Anyway, after Loyal's conversation with Celine, he explains that she has told him that they are in another world. These worlds... Ah, these worlds are reflections of the real world, he says. <laughs> um, and he's like, how much does she know? How does she know so much about the pattern? And he's just, he gives a really nice little dump here about... He goes, ah, well, Car- Corinthian, is it? Car- Carien? Carien has one of the greatest libraries in the world. Only second... Second to none, other than the one in the um, uh, the White Tower, the one that the, the Ace of Dion. And he's like, there must be greater many things there that she could have possibly read. <clears throat> and also, not only has she been reading all this shit, uh, he's he mentioned that uh, the the Ail uh, hold the light hold libraries and books in great reverence as well, as they it was one of the few places they didn't burn down when they attacked the well twenty or something years ago, whenever it was. Um, so yeah, just little thing there. Uh, but they also find out that the pattern has infinite variations, and every variation that can be will be. And so this world is a possible variation, maybe, or a shadow of it. And then after this, uh, Loyal rides with Hurin and Rand, uh, so that Rand and Celine can talk. Because she over- she overhears Rand going, "Bloody Celine!" And she's like, "Bloody Celine, what?" And he's like, "I wish Bloody Celine would ride along with me." What? <laughs> so yeah so they start to ride along and talk again and she praises Lan's ability with a bow uh, and he tells her about the void uh, she recognises this and she calls it the oneness yeah I like that uh, oneness the void they're all, they're all quite good names for it and she's telling Rand you know you you learn uses for that you've never suspected mm-hmm. so he knows about it but he doesn't know fully what he can do with it 
So Rand questions again how Selene knows all about the portals and the lands, and then Selene tries to convince him uh, that he should go to another portal stone. And Rand becomes slightly angry and tells her to find the portal stone by herself uh, and go through it. And she's just like, because he doesn't want to use the one power. And he feels like he's being forced into it. And she maintains that she does not know and she wants to stay with the group. But the conversation is broken short by a crouching grunt of a groan. <laughs> followed by others. Basically, there's like a whole army of these groans fighting them. And they discover that the groan have been following them. And it's a small pack, but they seem to have their scent. And Celine says, once they've got your scent, that's it, boy. They are coming after you for life. <laughs> Which seems bonkers. But yeah, that brings an end to the chapter. And here we're going to go to readings with, uh, well, uh, me. And now, the Taveren present to you readings with Rob. Celine rode alongside Rand at first, talking of this and that, asking him questions and calling him Lord. Half a dozen times he started to tell her he was no lord, only a shepherd, and every time looking at her, he could not get the words out. A lady like her would not talk the same way with a shepherd, he was sure, even one who had saved her life. You will be a great man. You found the horn of Valer, she told him. A man for the legends. The man who sounds the horn will make his own legends. I don't want to sound it. <laughs> I don't want to be part of any legend. He did not know if she was wearing perfume, but there seemed to be a scent to her, something that filled his head with her. Spices sharp and sweet, tickling his nose, making him swallow. Every man wants to be great. You could be the greatest man in all ages. It sounded too close to what Moraine had said. The dragon reborn would certainly stand out through the ages. Not me, he said fervently. I'm just... He thought of her scorn if he had told her now he was only a shepherd, after letting her believe he was a lord, and change what he was going to say. Just trying to find out. And help a friend. She was silent a moment and said, You've hurt your hand. It's nothing, he said. It's nothing. He started to put his injured hand inside his coat. It throbbed from holding the reins, but she reached out and took it. He was so surprised he let her, and then there was nothing to do except either jerk away ruddily or let her unwrap the kerchief. Her touch felt cool and sure. His palm was angrily red and puffy, but the heron stood out plain and clearly. She touched the brand with a finger, but made no comment of it, not to even ask how he had come by it. This could stiffen your hand if it's unattended. I have an ointment that should help. From the pocket of the inside of her cloak she produced a small vial, unstopped it and began rubbing a white slave on the burn as they rode. The ointment felt cool at first, then it seemed to melt away warmly into his flesh, and it worked as well as Nynaeve's ointments sometimes did. He stared in amazement as the redness faded. The swelling went down under her stroking fingers. Some men, she said, not raising her eyes from his hand, choose to seek greatness, while others are forced into it. It's always better to choose than to be forced. A man who's forced is never completely his own master. He must dance on the strings of those who forced him. 
Rand pulled his hand free. The brand looked a week old or more, but all, all but healed. What do you mean? he demanded. She smiled at him, and he felt ashamed at his outburst. Why, the horn, of course, she said calmly, putting away her slave. Her mare, stepping along beside Red, was tall enough that her eyes were only a little below Rand's. If you find the horn of Valère, there will be no avoiding greatness. It will be forced upon you, or you will take it. That's the question. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at Pod with your request. And that, my friends, brings an end to the readings with myself. Uh, I can't remember what I read. <laughs> some, some, of course, yeah, probably Celine talking bollocks. Uh, but yes, that brings an end to our chapter. And yes, we've met Celine, who's an interesting character. You know, who is she? How did she get here? Uh, was she the was she the woman that we saw earlier? You know, a couple of chapters back in in those in that in that weird abandoned town. And how does she know so much about the Age of Legends and this weird place? And what the hell are these bloody Grolm? Like, you'd think you'd have heard of them before. Like, there's a whole pack chasing them down now. But we'll have to wait to the next chapter to find out what happens there, which is called Choices. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's going to be a Rand episode, people. You know, we've had a lot of Rand episodes. We're continuing down that path. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Feels good to get an episode under my belt. You know, been a little while. And I wanted to get this out before we start on the TV show, because I kind of want to keep both of those things going together really if possible um you know if if i'm feeling a bit stretched i might do i have to do a tv thing every week don't i oh, yeah okay i'll try and get i'll try and get you a book episode at least bi-weekly if possible uh but yes look forward to weekly episodes to do with the actual <coughs> uh thing we do what do we call it tv show <laughs> oh Oh, all right, people. I, I'm really getting to the end of my tether today. <laughs> so come and join us on the Discord. Someone actually joined yesterday. I was amazed. <laughs> but, but, but thank you very much and welcome to the Discord. And yeah, if more people do want to come on and chat to us on Discord, I'm more than happy to be available for you guys if you want to. You know, you can always show your love for the show by rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatching apps that you happen to use that may have some sort of rating system. You can reach out to us on Twitter at TarviranPod uh, or myself at Metallica, M-E-T-U-N-N-I-C-A. And then also, yes, we are part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. So currently on the network, we are just wrapping up the season on Ghostbusters on Podcasters Assemble. So if you like the Ghostbuster movies, for some reason, everybody hates the second Ghostbuster movie. And that's my favourite one. You know, the one the one from the 80s with, uh, with the big painting. Big, God, that scared the life out of me. But yeah... We've just wrapped that up, and coming up next is The Matrix. We're going to be covering The Matrix, ready for Matrix 4, or whatever they're going to bloody call it. <coughs> oh, sorry. <coughs> yeah, getting prepared for The Matrix 4, or, or whatever they're going to call it. But yes, that wraps up this week, everybody. So next week, again, Chapter 17 of The Great Hunt Choices. And <coughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> life is life there's so many ways you can love show your love for the pod you know at the end of the day you can even you can even find us on youtube i'll have to figure out how tyler uh my my former producer used to put things on youtube because i'm a bit behind i think we got the prologue 
of um, The Great Hunt, but we haven't had anything from there. So we're 17 episodes behind on that. But we'll catch up shortly, I promise. Ish. <laughs> anyway, guys. Uh, yeah, I've been Bill. I am, I am Rand. I am Perrin. I am Matt. I miss my co-hosts, but I hope they're doing well. I love them both greatly. But yes, I will see you all on the flip side. I'll see you all next week for more Wheel of Time goodness. Woohoo! I look forward to the TV show. Chapter 1, episode 1. Oh, and oh my god, I still haven't changed the ending of the show. I've really got to change this outro music. As we march further on into the adventures of the Great Hunt, we take a quick peek into each of the minds of the three farm boys from Two Rivers to see where their heads are at at the moment. Wow. Perrin is so good talking to women. The way he handled Eggwing, I wish I could do that. Man, I wish I was as good at women as Perrin. Man, Rand seems to know what he's talking about with them women. I wish I was able to be as good talking with women as he is. Man, I see Rand and I see Perrin and Lewith, they're talking to women. Boy, I wish I could talk to women like that. The only thing I'm good at is making women mad. I only make women pissed off. Matt really has a way with women. I don't know how he gets away with it, but I wish I had that same ability to talk to women like he does. I can't believe the way Matt talked to that woman. It worked out beautifully. I, I just I just get stuck in my words and, and, and they think I'm just slow, but man, Matt really has a way with the women. Some men, some men, she said, not <laughs> some men. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.